Welcome to Decode Your Burnout, the podcast where we crack the code on burnout based on three primary factors, your programming, environment, and personality. We also feature experts who debunk the myths about what it takes to be successful in their industry and spin those tips to fit the workplace so you can optimize the way you work. I'm your host, Dr. Sharon Grossman, a psychologist turned coach, author, and burnout expert. If you're burned out and want to go from exhausted to extraordinary, book a free breakthrough session with me by going to bookachatwithsharon.com. And if you want to see how you're doing and what to focus on next, download the burnout checklist. You'll find the link in the show notes or go to bit.ly forward slash check your burnout. Now let's get started. Welcome, Decode Your Burnout fans, to another episode with me, Dr. Sharon Grossman. And today I have Sarah Larson with me. She's a practitioner and people scientist. She specializes in creating opportunities that enhance the employee experience and organizational impact. So I can't wait to dig in and learn more. I love this concept of people scientist, Sarah. So welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, so uh, I understand that part of what got you into the space is you originally burned out. You learned some things along the way. You're now there to help other people improve the experience for their employees and really thrive in their organization. So why don't you start us off by telling us a little bit about your story? Yeah, absolutely. So my burnout story, I want to say is similar to many others um, in the sense that 2020 was a big year and it was a lot. And it was specifically a lot for those who are in HR in an organization. There was a lot thrown at us at the time. And I didn't recognize that I was going through burnout until like late 2021. Mm. And that realization came when I started trying to put myself first and I couldn't figure out a way to do that because work was so like to me, so much more important than putting myself first. Mm. And what it ultimately happened was I saw it like mental health support. And I started working with a therapist who pointed out to me, like, you're burnt out. Like you need to take vacation. You need to take some time off. And she's like, and if not for you, you need to think about doing it for your organization because making yourself better is going to help you to help the organization by proxy. Um, And it was kind of a stark realization. And then going through that kind of, I want to say end of 2021 time of like working on myself, putting myself first, focusing on my own mental health and putting that above the work. It was difficult, but it also helped me and taught me how to do this in the future where I could avoid going into that burnout again. Um, And so for one of the things, like I had a major reflection of like, wow, you know, I'm I'm walking through, like I took a walk every day during 2020 and 2021. I tried to get outside as much as possible. Um, And it was, I realized that, you know, I was going outside because I felt like I had to, not because I wanted to, not because I wanted to like, like see the trees or 
you know, get outside and get some vitamin D. It was more so like, I have to do this because it's going to help me mentally. And just having that mindset was really kind of adding to the, the burnout in the sense that I felt like it was adding something else to my plate, even though it was supposed to be good for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so working with a therapist really helped me to get through it. And so now, you know, what I've learned from that is, you know, anything can look like self-care and putting yourself first really does help your organization, um, as well as those around you, regardless of if you're working with them or, you know, it's your family or something like that. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of my story about burnout and, you know, I, I started to put just enough effort into work instead of going above and beyond on everything. And it turns out my product was just fine. Ah, okay. So two things happen, (laughs) right? You're describing before work was more important than you. Mm -hmm. I want to put myself first, but there's just not enough time. There's so much. Yeah, there's so much to do. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a barrier. And when you did do something for yourself, it felt like another thing that you had to do. So that was contributing to burnout. Mm -hmm. And where you ended up was that you put less into work and more into yourself. Right. Sometimes we think about this and it is kind of true, right? Where if you're completely spending all of your resources, your time and your energy into work, there's not really much left over. So it does feel like it's an impossibility to focus on Mm self-care. So instead of trying to create more time that doesn't exist, what you had to do is actually spend less time at work. And it's kind of an interesting experiment when you do that and you end up having the same results in terms of getting stuff done. It's kind of a wake up call, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Like it, I mean, for less, less of a better term, it rocked my world. (laughs) Um, so not only am I a, like a full-time employee, but I know, you know, I do some side hustle and I'm also a full-time student. Um, so like I got a lot going on as well as like being social and hanging out with friends and also trying to get some exercise in here and there. Um, and it was like, it was a real mindset shift for me to take a step back from putting my all into pretty much everything and just being like, Hey, what if I just. I just do the required amount, you know, what if I only work 40 hours a week instead of like 60 or 80 and like, and having my work product come out the same, like you said, was a real wake up call. So I I bet there are people listening to this right now and wondering like, can that work for me? Right. And there's a lot of fear in scaling back because you're worried that you're not going to have the same results like you did, that Mm -hmm. your work is going to suffer, your productivity is going to suffer. That means that you're not going to be able to rise up the ranks as quickly or whatever the case may be, or that people will notice and they'll judge you or, you know, there's like a lot of perception and fear of that. So I bet that's kind of a thing that's going on. So what helped you to change your mindset from that fear based of like, I have to put all this 60 hours or however long you were working to then deciding to scale back to 40. It was, so it wasn't, you know, it was a lot of working with a therapist and working with a coach um, to shift my own perspective. 
But the act of actually doing it, what I had to tell myself was, you know, I am a scientist at heart. I love to experiment. This is just an experiment. I'm just going to try it once, you know, and if it works, cool. Like we'll see where it goes from there. And if it doesn't work, all right, let's try something else. And it ended up working. Um, So that's kind of the way I thought about it in like a science way of like, this is just an experiment and why not experiment on myself? And then also like with this podcast, like tell other people what I've done and tell other people that like, it's possible. Um, So I would say if you think taking a step back is a challenge for you, I would ask you to challenge yourself or challenge your perspective and just think about, you know, what could happen instead of like, well, what if I do this and it fails, but like, what if you do it and it succeeds, you know, don't ask that question enough. No, no, not at all. And it, yeah. And it was just, it's wild. And it's still wild to think about for me. Um, especially with school, like just still getting, you know, top marks and everything. And I'm just like, wow. And to me, it's like, it's not that my production dropped. It was more so I feel like I was just, uh, what do I want? How do I want to say this? Well-rested. So my brain worked better. Um, I don't know how to like put that in scientific terms, but like, that's, I think that was the, the reason why I was still successful was because, you know, I had, it was, I had more rest. I was going to say, I thought you were going to go to just having more focus, right? Because what happens is when we think that we have to put in X number of hours, we're not focusing on the results. We're focusing on time. Yeah. And there's actually research that shows that when you've surpassed 55 hours of work, your productivity Mm -hmm. goes down. So we can't sustain the same level of productivity after a certain point. And so if you say, okay, well, I got to get the same amount of work done now in 40 hours instead of 60 hours, what it does is it forces you to prioritize and focus and remove all the busy work and get really pinpointed on the most important things that move the needle. And I find that at least with business owners, that's a super helpful tip because, you know, especially business owners are the ones who are wearing all the hats. And so it's so easy for them to get sucked into all these different tasks that are supposed to help their business, but they're not good at all these things. And they're like the creative genius behind their, their business or they're the service delivery person. So they need to have more people taking things off their plate so that they can focus on the most important things. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll tell you a story of like how I realized I was coming out of burnout. And this was, I want to say maybe in the beginning of 2022, um, I was like, you know, I was, I was framing my weekends as blank slates. And I still am at this point where like, I have no plans on the weekends because I want to be able to do whatever I feel like, so to speak. And I want to, like, if I want to take a day where I do absolutely nothing and I lay on the couch, I'm down, like, let's do it. Whatever I feel like doing over the weekend. And what I started to notice is that on Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, when my productivity used to be really, really low, you know, cause like, then you get really excited for the weekend. So like Thursday and Fridays, you're like productivity goes up. But as I started taking full on weekends off, so to speak, my productivity on Monday, like will shoot through the roof. And so for example, I remember like February, I came in to work and I was like, you know, 
I really wanted to work on this thing. I actually have, you know, some time to do that right now. Let me try and do that. And I completed an entire course design, which is part was part of my role at Stanford, um, within like four hours. And I did the whole thing end to end. The next day I had it, you know, selected for approval with um my senior director. And we went forth and we I presented it that Thursday. So it was just being able to take time to myself, even like re-energize me or reinvigorated me and then allowed me to um, really focus, like you said, on what I was doing. Amazing. And I think that's such an important message for people to hear because there's not enough people, I think, sharing these kinds of transformations that happen, right? We hear a lot about people burning out. We know it's rampant. We also know that there's all kinds of tips. And as you mentioned, like more generically speaking, you know, you should spend more time in self-care, get more rest, exercise, eat healthy. But I think there's definitely a mindset obstacle to accessing those kinds of resources. And I always like to start with the mindset, right? So at the beginning of your journey, you had this mindset that there's no time for self-care, Mm -hmm. And that it's another thing I have to do, which is now stressing me out even more. So for somebody who's at the beginning where you used to be, and they're really struggling with incorporating this, how can they have that same outcome like you did, which is now your mindset has shifted, you're working less, getting the same amount done, but having more time for yourself. How can they go from A to Z? Yeah, that's a great question. Well, first of all, everyone's different. So whatever I recommend may not, you know, may not work for you specifically, but, you know, try it. Um, One of the things I did was a time audit, you know, just looking at where my time went for a whole day, for the weekday, for the entire week, for the entire month, and looking at that and finding pockets of things, you know, that I really enjoyed. So like thinking, like take a risk, um, a retrospective approach, uh, looking at the past month, for example, or the past week and just see and look at things and be like, what really energized you? What made you feel really good? Yes. And then also what drained you or what yes. chore, you know, and trying to eliminate more of those chores, but really enhance more of those things that made you feel good. Um, and I also like to like, with that, I also like to batch things as well. And I don't know if it's, because I have like ADHD or what, but I really like to batch similar things together. So for example, um, (laughs) although this isn't a chore, this is a joy for me, like cleaning my house, I would love to do that all in one sweep. So if I feel like doing it, for example, on a Saturday morning, I'll go through and I'll spend like two to three hours just going through and cleaning the entire thing. Very similar to that day um, I explained to you in like February of this year, where it's like, I really wanna get this course done, you know what? I'm going to sit down. I'm going to do it. I'm going to try and get as much done as possible before I feel like, you know, I'm done with it or I want to take a break. Yeah. Um, and so I think yeah, the- that because, because it is true that people have different preferences. Mm-hmm. So people work differently and uh, you're clearly a doer. So for somebody <laughs> who is listening to this, who's a doer, that sort of approach may really work well for you, right? Just kind of creating some space getting through the entire project in one shot, that's something that may really resonate well for you. Whereas if you are a thinker or a feeler, it might be something different. 
Okay. So, yeah. So, and I love some of the things that you have already mentioned because they're definitely in sync with some of the things that I teach in my exhaustive to extraordinary coaching program, right? We talk about uh, doing a time audit. We talk about finding what your energy drains are and minimizing those. So it's a lot of self-awareness, right? Mm -hmm. Having to go through the exercise and identify those energy drains. And at the same time, highlighting the things that give you more energy and how to get more of those, right? So it's very strategic. And also all kinds of other time management strategies, like you mentioned, like the batching, prioritizing and things like that. So I love that you are basically thinking in a very similar way to how I coach people. So that's really cool to hear. So, uh, so we've talked about this whole journey, it's gotten you from this place where you are working a lot to now you have more work life balance. And I know that you have some very specific tips to share. So uh, please go ahead and tell us what's your first tip. Um, well, it's gotta be, you know, that self-awareness overall, just in the sense that really diving deeper into why you're feeling a certain way. And I know that, especially when the, when it comes to like leaders or like C-level executives, they're like, Hey, emotions are just like an add-on. We maybe don't want to bring those to work. And my argument would be like, you're a human. Emotions are part of you being a human. It's okay. If those kind of either take over or you let those influence your next step or what you want to do. And it's, as someone who has been very, uh, ant- I don't want to say anti-emotions at work, but that's how I've been like trained in the American system. Right. Um, and like, after, you know, going through burnout and going through all this stuff, it's just like, well, you know, listening to myself and maybe instead of just saying, oh, I'm having this emotion, I'm going to put it to the side. Maybe it's more, I'm having this emotion. I need to dig deeper as to why this emotion is happening. Um, or why I'm feeling overwhelmed. And the thing with that is, is like the first thing you might come up with. So for example, I'm like, I'm feeling overwhelmed right now because I have so much stuff to do. That's really not the root cause. It's usually a little bit deeper than that in the sense that you have, it's because you selected to do this much work. You wanted to put this much on your plate. Why? And so getting behind that, why could lead to more core emotions of like fear. So like, if I don't have this much work on my plate, am I going to get fired? You know, like, am I going to lose my reverence? Um, And so it's stuff like that. And if it's, if it's, especially if it's fear to me, the, the answer is very, um, Daniel Pink said this, um, I believe on a podcast, actually, he's like the way to combat fear about something is to like to have a mind mantra and this mantra is you know am i scared that xyz is going to happen yes how do i know i'm going to get through it because i've done it before so like having that like it really internally puts you at ease and it really helps your mindset like your mind and your body to be like okay you know what you can do this you've done it before you shouldn't have fear that you're going to get fired because you're not because you're, you know, an excellent employee. You've done X, Y, Z, you've done it all before, you know, you could handle this. So I think the first tip is self-awareness. Um, another, and this is more so 
for managers of their, of employees, um, I would really suggest to get to know your people. I would suggest owning, owning your management, owning your management style, owning your team and your team's progression, your team's career development, and also, you know, their development as a human as well. And what I mean by that is, you know, have conversations with your employee, get to know them. Because if you get to know them, then you'll be able to recognize, wow, this person seems a little off today. You know what? I'd like to schedule some time and just really like talk to them and make sure they're doing okay. Because as a manager, if you're seeing something that is really far off, so say it's a little off, maybe you can catch it and nip it in the bud and be like, okay, you know what? Take some time off. Let me take this off of your plate for you, for example. You know, you're dealing with a lot. Let's let's shift your workload a little bit to ensure that you can still give it your all and give it your best. Um, and on the flip side of that, if it's already coming through in their performance, it may be too late because burnout, and I'm sure you've talked about this on your podcast before, burnout takes so long to mend. Like it's very similar to those sayings that they think of, that they say about like breakups where it's like double the time of the relationship for you to like get over it. It's like double the time of you being in burnout for you to actually get through to the other side of burnout um, and kind of come out the other side. So those are like two tips for me that I would suggest getting to know your people and having self-awareness about, you know, self and about you um, and how you're feeling and trying to put yourself first. Well, first of all, I love the first tip about really digging deeper. That's certainly something that I do in coaching, right? I'm always looking for the underlying cause because people often aren't aware. They are, they kind of stop at a certain point, right? They, they ask the question, they get, they get a surface level answer. They're convinced that that's it, but Mm -hmm. they're not really clear on what's underneath that. So it's our job to kind of dig through and help them figure that out. And once you figure it out, it's so much easier to have some sort of a recovery strategy that actually deals with the main issue and not some sort of surfacey issue. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and I think that's true also when it comes to what strategies we use to recover. Right. So if everybody's burned out and they're like, Oh, the solution is to take time off from work. Then all that does is give you some space to breathe. But then if you come back and you enter the job, force again in the same sort of way, like you did, where, you know, if you were coming back in the same way of like, now I got to do my 60 hours, you're just going to burn out again, even if you had recovered, right? Mm -hmm. So we want to get to what is causing you to work 60 hours when you could just work 40, right? And then figuring that out. So I love that first tip. And then the second tip, which is really important for managers, if you're listening to this, is knowing your people. And when you were talking about that, I was thinking about it like if you were parents and you had kids, you really know your kids and you know what they show up like on a regular basis. So if they come off a little bit different one day, you know, oh, you know, he's just tired, right? That's why he's cranky or, or he's just having a bad day. That's why he's so irritable. But you know, that's not their true nature, right? They're not normally like that. And then you can talk about resources or what's going on and have a conversation. And that I love that as a burnout prevention strategy. So thank you so much for sharing that. 
Yeah, absolutely. Anything I can do to help. Um, there was something you said about the first tip I wanted to go deeper into, but I forgot. So <laughs> well, yeah, well, what I would say is that, you know, one of the things that I find is often missing for people is that training and emotional intelligence. It is something that is very much tied to how you manage stress, right? Because it's your thoughts about your circumstances that create your feelings. So everything is very much tied together, but oftentimes we don't realize how much control we have over our outcomes. We think that it's our circumstances that lead directly to how we feel. Right. And so it's very disempowering in this way. And so when you are aware of, Oh, okay, this is happening. This is the thought I have about that. That's why I feel so frustrated or resentful or, whatever fill in the blank, then you can work on changing the thought, which then affects the way that you feel. And that's very similar to what you've described with the fear of like, what do I tell myself in this exact situation so that I can go from having fear to feeling more confident? Absolutely. Um, One thing, so a few things I'll say about that too, is number one, if someone who is listening has heard of Brene Brown or wants to go deeper on their own emotions. Brene Brown really helped me through it. Like I listened to her books. I also watched Atlas of the heart. I read it. I also watched it on like HBO. I think it is. Um, it was wonderful and it really helps you to identify specific emotions and kind of link those specific, maybe surface emotions to those deeper emotions and kind of provides that perspective there. So if someone's listening and like, wow, this is really difficult for me check her out. She's wonderful. And I'll link Um, to her book, Atlas of the Heart in the show. Oh yes. I love it. Um, the other thing I was going to say is it's, this is both for the employee, the manager, the individual, you know, all those things taking time off. Like you said, it's, it's just a bandaid on the problem. You really got to get deeper onto, you know, why you're having burnout or why you feel like you need to, you know, produce at this specific level. Um, and that's something I just wanted to highlight because some people think, oh, I'll take a week off and I'll be fine. Sure. You might be fine for like a week after, (laughs) and then it might all come back and it might come back tenfold. Yeah. I love that you said that. So, um, that's why when I put my program together, I really focus on three main processes, the emotional intelligence piece, which we talked about the time management piece, which we talked about and your relationship with yourself, because Mm -hmm. it's that compulsion to prove yourself and the the point where your self-worth is very much tied to productivity that really leads to burnout for so many people and the lack of self-compassion and how people beat themselves up, et cetera, et cetera. So um, everything that you've talked about completely resonates with me. And I'm so glad that you are here to share your message and your story. So thank you so much, Sarah, for all of that. And if anybody is listening, especially if they're a head of HR and they're like, you know what, we really need to improve our organization to prevent burnout, to help our people thrive. And maybe they can reach out to you. Where should they go? Oh, they're welcome to reach out to me on LinkedIn um, to kind of look at the stuff that I've done. I also have a portfolio website, which is sarahllarson.com. And you're welcome to look through that as well. Um, And there's also some on-demand courses um, on that website too. Um, You're welcome to reach out to me anytime. And I will also say thank you so much for your time today. 
Uh, this was wonderful. And I'm just happy that I could maybe improve one person's relationship with either themselves or burnout or time management today. So thank you so much. Yeah. Well, thank you again, Sarah. And I'll definitely link to your portfolio and your courses in the show notes for anybody who might be interested in looking that up. Now, for all of you thinkers out there, I'm curious, what did you think of today's show? If you are a feeler, how did hearing this make you feel? And for all of you doers out there, what are you going to do based on what you've heard? Regardless of what your personality code is, my goal is to spread the word that burnout is a unique experience, and by decoding it, you can find solutions that are equally unique to you. Help me spread this message by subscribing to the show on Apple or Spotify and leaving us a review telling us what you think, feel, or do differently because of the show. And if you're watching us on YouTube, you can also leave me a comment or questions to answer in future episodes, and please recommend the show to anyone struggling with burnout. If you are ready to take the next step with me to decode your burnout, go to decodeyourburnout.com and I'll see you right back here next week. Take care.